Welcome to the Steve Travelly Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute. From the streets of Union City to your nighttime radio, Steve Travelis keeps you in the Jersey know. From 7 till 11, live, local, and live. Steve Travelis on New Jersey 101.5. Weekday night, Steve's live, local, and live. I hope you had a good day today in this miserable Monday, and the rain is coming down. Steve Trevelis hanging with you till 11 o'clock tonight. We'll get through it. Uh, we'll talk about your name. We'll talk about the stuff they don't make anymore, the crazy stuff that they never should have made in the first place. Uh, we'll talk about non-competes, and uh, I want to start off talking about who should be deciding what's taught in New Jersey schools, because there's been a poll. And uh, most adults say parents should help decide what's being taught in the school. Dino Flamia wrote it. I agree with it. I would love to have a say, since the parents are the ones paying the taxes, right? The parents are putting up the money for what's being taught in the schools. Should they not have a say in what's being taught in the schools? And, of course, that works two ways. You know, you may not agree with what the parents would want uh, being taught in the school, especially if you're a, <laughs> if you're a left-wing politician, but... It's a question worth exploring, and I got a Twitter poll up at 1-800-283-101.5. You can call in and tell me. So uh, Dino writes, more than bullying and student safety, more than mental health, more than testing, New Jersey adults say their top concern with K-12 through is the curriculum. And this is according to a Stockton University poll. In fact, the percentage of respondents who uh, cited what kids are taught and the difficulty of material as their top concern more than doubled the next most popular response. So, you know what? I think that if they had a say, people would know, you know, what they want and can design some kind of a curriculum that would be a compromise for everybody. There's just uh, not enough control when it comes to parents as to what their kids are being taught in school. And there are things that, you know, as we know, that uh, parents don't agree with. Now, according to this, with an overwhelming majority of adults said it's uh, somewhat very important to include topics like uh, financial literacy, 97 percent, media literacy, 85 percent, race and racism lessons, 76 percent, sex education, 74 percent into the school curriculum. Just 59 percent said the same about gender identity and sexuality. So uh, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about parents having a say? of what's being taught in school. And I want to add to that. If you could have a say, what are some of the things that you would love to see taught in school, in New Jersey schools, to get these kids through life, to get them prepared for what's in the outside world? If you had to make a trade, you know, we're going like order of importance or whatever. Are we worried about gender identity? Are we worried about how to fix a car? You know, what's going to help you? I always said that it would be great if schools would make some kind of shop mandatory so that at least uh, when you get out of school, you know how to either fix a car, do electrical work, do plumbing, do something 
because it will save you so much more money in the long run if you know how to do it yourself. It'll also uh, maybe a profession that you may decide, you know what, I never thought I'd like this, but it turns out I do. 1-800-283-101.5. Michael's in Princeton under Jersey 101.5. Hey, Michael. Hey, buddy. How are you tonight? I'm good. How about you? I feel good. I feel good. I just finished teaching my spin class, and I'm all energized. So all right. There you go. <laughs> anyway, your, your topic is an interesting one. It's been in the news everywhere. And I think, I just want to say, I think it might. the question might be reversed. You're asking what... Who, who should be deciding on it? I think the parents should have a say, not what gets taught, but what doesn't get taught. And it, it's, it's like when you've got a group of people and you want to order pizza, right. you don't ask everybody what they don't want on it. So then you eliminate all those and then you order the pizza. Um, it, I think it's important for parents to be able to say, I don't know what's going on in math and science and whatever you got. You have to decide on all of those topics, but I don't want... Um, you know, critical race theory. I don't want, you know, sexual uh, you know, positions. I don't want, you know, thoughts on that. There's a couple of topics that I don't think should be taught, but that should be up to the parents to actually submit that. The things that they don't want taught, because that is firmly on the parents' list. No, I see what you're saying, but isn't it kind of the same thing? Like, they're all agreeing on math, they're all agreeing on science, or are they agreeing on the type of math or science that's actually being taught? You know, it, it gets it gets deeper. I see what you're saying on a superficial level. But then it's like, OK, what kind of math do we want to teach? Some people uh, teach that math is racist. I mean, how, you know, I mean, everything has been upside down today. So it would be the idea that, you know, and, and again, if parents are going to get involved, it would really be nice to behoove the parents if they would go learn about what it is they're going to object to or getting involved in. Mm -hmm. Well, I think parents believe that there's certain things on the parental list, and they don't want to confuse the kids with too many parents, i.e. all the teachers, saying things that might be different. Right. There are certain things that, the, that are res the responsibility of the, of the parent to be able to teach the kid. The goods, the bads, the ugly, yeah. you know, the birds and the bees and all those other things. That is, that is the right of the parents. That is not the right of a teacher, because year to year, every teacher might have a different opinion on that. But what transcends these years is the, pe the, the parents' opinions on how they want to bring up their kids and the morals and so forth that they want to convey on those topics. So I think, I think there should be an excluded list, and I think it's easier and smarter to, to approach it that way. I, no, you know, I told it's, it's kind of like you could go either way. We're kind of saying the same thing, but I understand your position, and I would have no problem with it. Michael, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Greg is in Cream Ridge on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Greg. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, how about you? Good. So your topic, yes, if you remember way back when, which I'm sure you do, New Jersey was predominantly a blue-collar state, and you could make a tremendous living. You could live not well beyond your means, but this was a state where blue-collar workers were respected, made money, and made something of themselves. And through the years, the erosion of, you know, losing jobs, losing manufacturing, and allowing, you know, the teachers' union to get strong, all that kind of stuff, everything now is so difficult. I mean, everybody has an issue. There are, three, you know, 100 million issues that we could all discuss until we're blue in the face. But as far as, you know, your kids in school, I don't, I don't know how anybody – in their right mind, could say that their that 
as parents, you don't at least have a say in what goes on in the schools curriculum-wise. I mean, it's astonishing to listen to this. No, you know what? Uh, More and more we find out that they don't. But going back to what your point was about New Jersey being a blue-collar state, what happened, part of that, is the belief in parents that uh, white-collar is the success. To go to college is what's going to make you a success. So kids were steered away from blue-collar toward college. And we find out that that wasn't always the right answer, and it doesn't always work out when you go to college. So that's where we are now. But now kids are so far away. We did the topic, um, I think it was last year, there were 24,000 auto mechanic jobs that were becoming available or available. And I went on and said, why? And people were calling up, mechanics were calling up saying, because everybody in high school was pushing the kids to college. Nobody wanted to be an auto mechanic. And it's kind of like the same thing that we've got now. See what I mean? No, I agree with you because, I mean, that's a lot of jobs. Right. And they're there. Greg, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. one 283 101.5. All right. 2023, we are where we are now. How much of a say do you want? In your child's education, how much of a say should parents have in their child's education? Should we have a say? Should parents have a say in what's being taught in New Jersey schools? And B, give me something that you would love to see taught in a New Jersey school that's not being taught now. Or give me something that you wish were not being taught in a New Jersey school, as we heard earlier. 1-800-283-101.5. Attention, New Jersey. East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows is excited to announce the 2023 New Jersey Economic Relief Rebate Program. For a limited time, when you hire East Coast, you will get last year's pricing. No money or interest due for 12 months and a rebate check when your project is completed. That's up to 19% in rebates. That's right. You can get paid to complete your project. This program is only available through East Coast Roofing, Siding and Windows as New Jersey's most trusted home improvement contractors. 1979. They've been proudly serving New Jersey's local communities and this was one more way they will give back. So do what I did when I needed windows. Go to eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation. Don't wait to take advantage of the 2023 New Jersey Economic Relief Rebate Program. Schedule that free consultation today at eastcoastroofing.com. Here's fast traffic. 101.5 Weather's brought to you by the American Legion With over 250 local posts 38,000 members in New Jersey The American Legion stands ready to help All veterans and their families Navigate the red tape to get the benefits They have earned So why not join a local post today Call 609-695-5418 There's been a poll taken by Stockton University And uh, most New Jersey adults say parents should help decide what's being taught in the schools. Do you agree or disagree? 1-800-283-101.5. Should parents have a say in what's being taught in the schools? Now, keep in mind, parents are the ones paying the taxes for what's being taught in the schools. Why should parents not have any kind of say, some kind of control as to what's being taught in New Jersey schools. Now, uh, two-thirds of the adults in the survey said they believe parents should be more involved in deciding what children are learning in school. 26% said the involvement level should stay the same. Where are you? Are you happy with what's being taught in school? That's why I would love, I would love cameras in the classroom with sound. 
So that this way, another reason, we talked about cameras in a classroom like for bullying, cameras in a classroom for discipline. What about cameras in a classroom so that you could, uh, at home if you wanted to, zone in, turn it on, and hear what's being taught in school, hear what the teacher's saying, how much opinion is being given by the teacher to the students that you may not agree with, but your child is learning, whether they want to or not. I remember during the pandemic, um, you know, my kids were learning from home. And a lot of times, you know, you stand by the door with the door open just to hear what exactly is being said. 1-800-283-101.5. How much of a, of a say, if any say at all, do you believe parents should have? If you're a teacher, how much of a say do you think parents should have? Or is it something, you know what, leave the learning to us. We know what we're doing. You stay out of it. But then again, today, parents can't really stay out of it. Because the kids, uh, you know, the parents and get involved when it comes to homework. You know, it's usually up to the parent to help them. For up to me, there'd be no homework in schools, but what are you going to do? Uh, it's a teacher's job to teach the kid, not the parents. But 1-800-283-101.5. Should parents be involved in what their children are learning in school? Survey says yes. Two-thirds of the survey. Uh, parents should help be, decide what's being taught in the schools. I got a Twitter poll up. I got 69 votes, and 82.6% say yes. 18.2% say no. How do you feel? 1-800-283-101.5. And again, as we talked about, if you could add subjects that should be taught in school, what would you add? Well, let's say you do have the say. And they have the school board meeting. What would you like taught in the school? What would you not like taught in the school? Or if you could switch out some stuff. I really don't need gender identity being taught in schools. I really don't need sex ed being taught in school. Parents can do that. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't mind having like some kind of vocation as part of the deal. And that is an elective. Because you know what? When a junior gets out of school, if they go to college, you're still going to have to have somebody fix the car. Or somebody do the plumbing, or somebody do the electrical work, or somebody cook. And who knows, you may find out while you're doing that, that you kind of like it. And maybe you end up making more money <laughs> than if you went to college. 1-800-283-101.5. You know, maybe financial planning would be a good thing to teach kids. Maybe the value of a dollar would be a good thing to teach kids. You know, how much of what's taught in life is not being taught in school, and how much is school teaching you to survive? 1-800-283-101.5. But uh, as far as what kids should be learning in school, not all the core subjects were treated equally by the survey respondents. Uh, an overwhelming majority of adults said it's either somewhat or very important to include topics like financial literacy, media literacy, 85%, race and racism lessons, 76%, sex education, 74% into the school curriculum, and just 59% said the same about gender identity. What are you thinking, Ryan? So you kind of nailed it uh, during that last list you had with the media literacy. That's what I was going to bring up. Um, when I was taking my college courses on uh, on journalism, that was something that we talked about a lot, how you can't, you know, as the saying goes, swing a dead cat anymore without, you know, hitting something that takes a little bit of critical thinking yeah. to, to be like, is this real or is this like generated by AI or someone with a, some sort of, you know, bigger plan? And where the future is going, 
you're going to need it more than ever because you're not going to know. And you're going to need to know the basics. And that's where kids are going to be teaching the parents even more so than they do now. It used to be the parents taught the kids. Now the kids teach the parent. As you see when you and I worked together. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, you know, a lot of my generation grew up being told, you know, don't believe everything you see on the internet. And now it's like everyone that used to be saying that, you know, it's like that idea went out the window. It's like, what do you believe on the internet? You know, what can you and can you not trust? Especially, you know, after the fact, all these trusted organizations for years, you know, it turns out they have their own agendas. Well, just the idea of navigating the internet. But in order to understand an agenda, you have to understand what the agenda is. And that needs to be taught. The problem is the agenda itself is what's being taught. (laughs) And that's pushing people the wrong way. But all about, you know, the bottom line is if parents are paying the taxes for this, they should have a say in what's going on. Parents are the ones that are raising the children. They need to know what, you know, what their children are being taught. And they really definitely should have a say in it so that if they disagree with something, then, you know, they can, they can work to get it out of there. There's nothing worse than being a parent and feeling powerless when it comes to anything to do with your child. So you're sending your child off to school to learn things that you disagree with. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, that, that, that would be tough, especially if they come home with an attitude and, you know, they're waving it in your face or whatever, and you just want to have a conversation with them. Yeah, well, that, you know, the thing about that, that's, that's normal for kids. Yeah. Kids <laughs> want to show you how smart they are. Kids want to show you that they're, you know, they now know something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and you kind of got to, all right, all right, you know what's going to happen. And he goes, I could tell you what's going to happen, or I could let you find out for yourself. <laughs> We're about to burn, uh, learn a very valuable lesson here. But 1-800-283-101.5. How much of a say should parents have in what goes on in New Jersey schools? Or do you believe parents should have any kind of a say at all? And if you could add a course that's not being taught in schools now, what would you add? If you could subtract the course that's not being taught in schools now, what would you subtract? I mean, like, would you want Star Wars 101? Yeah, so in, intro intro to Star Wars needs to be taught, and then you know if I was president, all math would just be thrown out. No one would have to do math ever again. Math, just throw it out the window. Right Jesus. next to right next to homework, <laughs> yeah. math and homework out in Z seven thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news: kids are growing up with like basic stuff they can't do that you know other people are preying on because you know you're getting charged. Oh like, God, I yeah. The thermal couple. Like, I changed a thermocoupler on my furnace. Mm. It's an $11 part, 20 minutes of labor. You know, some guy's going to charge you 300 bucks just to come out there. You know, like, just basic stuff. And these kids are clueless. So how did you learn how to do it, Matt? Yeah, you know, growing up from my dad. My dad taught me, listen, why pay somebody to do something if you could do it yourself, if it's simple enough, right? But did he teach you how to do it? Yeah, absolutely. So it definitely starts with, like, the parents. But in, even in high school, you know, at least in high school where I went to high school, we had, like, shop that started in middle school. You could take a shop class, electronic yeah. class. They had an automotive, intro to automotives and stuff like that. That stuff doesn't exist now, and it's mind-blowing. Now you have, like, you know, like, these, like you said, they're starting to offer electives, like, social, je- you know, the, blah, the, blah, the... blah, blah. Other useful social construct garbage classes. Well, the problem is... What are you taking away from that? How are you going to make money? 
Well, this is the thing. You know, the problem is people were steered to college. Kids were steered to college, and the parents are the best PR when it comes to college, right? Because the belief is in order to make something of yourself, you have to go to college. We find out now yeah. that a lot of kids yeah. who didn't go to college made a lot more of themselves and uh, didn't have all that student loan debt. So, yeah, I mean, you know, right now we should have a class called YouTube where every day we're going to you go on YouTube, we're going to teach you how to, you know, change a tire, teach you how to, like you said, change the coupler, teach you how to hammer a nail. Because so many people don't know because they think all they have to do is worry about is going to college. And, yeah, they should definitely at least make it an elective. You've got your choice. You have to take one class, be it carpentry, electricity, plumbing, auto repair, whatever. So that, like you said, they know how to do something. If I could say one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. You know, you you hit it right on the head. You know, we were so programmed, oh, white-collar, professional job. And at one point, yes, it's like, you know, it's cyclical. But right now, the blue-collar jobs are so desperate. Yeah. Anybody. And it's, there's six-figure jobs, being a plumber, being an electrician, you know, being somebody that drives, like, heavy machinery, uh, you know, carpenters. Like, the people, these, the, these professions are dying out. And the people that exist... They're charging you out the butt because they can. Yeah. Nobody, nobody's doing it anymore. Like even masonry, like easy stuff that you could learn through the trades. These are easy. You don't need college anymore. It's a scam. Unless you're going to be a doctor mm-hmm. or something that general, like you legitimately need schooling, extra schooling to learn something. College is a scam. We have to remember too, though, Matt. Matt, the the, the yeah. teachers in the teachers teaching the kids all went to college, so they're buying into the college. So when you're in school, their idea of success is for the kids to go to college, and not like sure. what you said exactly. But the thing is, you know, you, you it's possible that maybe you do your college prep course, but if you're forced to take a course or one or two shop courses, you may actually like it. I said, you know what? I never knew. I never thought I'd enjoy electricity. Now I, I can wire a house because I'm into it, or I can fix a car. I can build a car because I'm into it. And more and more car jobs are becoming IT jobs. Matt, good stuff. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. How do you feel about this? Should parents have a say in what's being taught in New Jersey schools? Do you feel as a parent that you're powerless, that uh, your kids are learning stuff that uh, you don't want them to learn, or you could care less if they learn, and not learning stuff that you think they should learn? Wouldn't it be nice if you could have a say? 1-800-283-101.5. 120 votes on my Twitter poll. 85% think Parents should be included in this, that they should have a say. Uh, And uh, only 15% say no. I can't understand the no, but I would love to hear if you're a teacher, if you're an administrator, uh, if you're a parent. Have you had a situation where, you know, you've made suggestions? Do you have an opinion on what's being taught in your kids, you know, in your kids' classes? It's your money. You are paying the taxes for this. Is there anything being taught in schools that you object to? That you don't need your sons or daughters learning? Because the other thing, too, is a lot of what we're talking about is uh, their opinion of things. You know, uh, media literacy, race and racism lessons, gender identity, sexuality. Shop class. 1-800-283-101.5. What would you like to see taught in schools that's not being taught now? What would you like to see not taught in schools 
that's being taught now. Very, very simple question. If you have kids, your thoughts, 1-800-283-101.5. Do you need to relocate quickly? Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage is buyers lined up to get your home sold faster for more money than you thought possible. Stephen and Anne-Marie tried to sell their South Brunswick home on their own. Didn't have any success getting it sold. They really wanted to relocate to Pennsylvania. So they decided to call Rob and his team. With aggressive marketing at work, there were seven showings, multiple offers in just 16 days on the market getting the home sold for $512,000, which was $12,000 over the asking price. With this piece of the puzzle solved, they could get on their way to Pennsylvania. Robert Dukansky of REMAX First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com. Or Google Rob Sells NJ. And then you start packing. New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis. 1-800-283-101.5. So there was a poll. And uh, according to the poll, more New Jersey adults say parents should help decide what's taught in school. Actually, most New Jersey adults, according to the Twitter poll that I put up, out of 135 votes, 84.4% say yes, parents should have a say in what's being taught in schools. And uh, 15.6% say no. Also, going along with this, what would you like to see taught in New Jersey schools that's not being taught now? What would you like to see not being taught in New Jersey schools? That's being taught now. Carmen is in Bethlehem on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Carmen. Hey. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? All right. What are you thinking? What do I think? I think we should definitely have a say in how, how our school districts teach our children. And why do you say that? There's no doubt about it. We foot the bill. They should be telling, uh, you know, we should be the ones telling them what to do and not the other way around. Yeah, why does it always work out like that, right? Why does it work out that, you know, we vote them in and then we're powerless to do anything as they just decide what they want to do and what they want to teach, whether we like it or not? I, I don't know how how it ended up this way, but this is the this is the only system we have. But I do I do wish that you know they would start teaching finances in middle school, if not in elementary school. Because how many times have a child go in taking all these college you know college classes? All they get into debt up there at the, the zoo, and then when they get out of college. Who's bailing them out? They yeah. come back to the parents. Yeah. And and another thing is that they should be putting more curricular activities into the school system, not less, because that's the reason why our, you know, our, our, our children are ending up in juvenile, uh, you know, well, a lot of that has to do with the parents too. I mean, you can't blame the school for that. The parents have, you know, the parents have to have a say in that and how you raise your children. You know, and uh, that that's not the school. The school's job is not to raise your child. The school's job is to teach your child. The parents' job is to have a say into what's actually being taught to that child. Carmen, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. And uh, and again, you know, if you don't care what's being taught to your kids, how could you say you care as a parent? Really, don't you want to know? How involved are you in your children's work? And the idea that, okay, well, they're going to go to college. So uh, we're programming them to go to college because people think that's the be-all, end-all, and it's really not, as we find out time and time again. 
But regardless of that, you know, you have so many hours in a day to teach these kids different things that are going to get them through life. So uh, when it comes time for them to survive in the real world, are they going to need financial literacy? Yeah. Are they going to need media literacy? More and more now with social media, the Internet. You know, we talk about bullying. We talk about an understanding of the Internet that they're going to need. How to use it. How to make it work for them. What to believe. What not to believe. Critical thinking. You know, how to think for yourself. How to form an opinion. Not just take the opinions we're feeding down your throat. But how to come up with your own opinions. Challenging the student. Race and racism lessons. That I'd have to look at. Sex education. Again, uh, in the school curriculum, gender identity and sexuality. As opposed to what? 1-800-283-101.5. Dominski and Doyle are now available on demand. Shut up. I swear to God. That's ridiculous. Weekday afternoons, Dominski and Doyle are on New Jersey 101.5. But now you can listen to them anytime and anywhere on demand. Is it a big deal? Is it fun? Or is it just like silliness? Subscribe to the Dominski and Doyle show wherever you get podcasts. Or go to our free app and click the on demand button to hear the show. Hey, Doyle, get on that radio. Dominski and Doyle. Now available on demand from New Jersey 101.5. W. Trenton, WKXWHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Trevely is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight. 1 800 283 101.5 is the number for you to talk back. Go to nj1015.com. The fast food sandwiches we miss and would love to have back. Rick Wakeman is coming around, bringing a gallery of the imagination to New Jersey. You can catch my interview with him. And uh, Hillsborough's Tom Baldinger looking for un- a suited for his unsuited pilot. And the story uh, with, with Anthony Denison, one of my favorite actors, Dan Loria, another one's going to be on NJ1015.com. You can check out the story. Uh, this caught my eye because uh, I've lived with it for a long time. Have you uh, ever heard of a non-compete agreement or have you ever been part of a non-compete agreement? There are clauses in employment contracts that basically bar an employee from working at a rival company, usually within a certain geographic area for a certain amount of time. Uh, Unless there's a contract, you know, you're not paid for this. You just agree that if I ever leave here, I agree to not go to your competition for weeks, months, whatever, usually not more than a year. Uh, But in a sweeping step earlier this year, the Federal Trade Commission has proposed a rule that would void non-compete clauses and ban their use in future contracts. The agency said the move would affect 30 million Americans, roughly one out of every five workers. Uh, this would say not only are all of those clauses unenforceable, but employees have to tell their workers, you no longer have a non-compete, you are free to leave. Uh, this is the FTC Director of Policy Planning, Elizabeth Wilkins, telling ABC News. Effectively, that would mean that all of a sudden, those 30 million workers could leave their jobs and find a better one for them tomorrow. Now, how do you feel about this? If you... Do you have a non-compete where you work? 
And how do you feel about the idea of a non-compete? Now, if if you're if you have a contract and the idea is if we fire you, we're going to pay you the remainder of that contract and you're going to stay off, you know, uh, stay out of that job for the amount of time on that contract and you're still going to be collecting money, that's one thing. But if you're going to be let go or you quit or whatever and you're not going to be receiving any money, then why should you agree not to work for your competitor for that amount of time? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, the businesses, well, what about trade secrets? Well, you're still going to have those trade secrets six months from now or three months from now or whenever. I know that uh, with SAG-AFTRA, when you leave a job, you stay off the air, if it's the air that you're doing, for three months. You know, At one point, I stayed off the air for three months and ended up watching something called The Charles Perez Show which was a talk, a TV talk show, which I'd never seen before. And thinking, oh, my God, like, they just talk about stuff and never come to a resolution? Who'd have thought? <laughs> but seriously. Uh, but how do you feel about the idea of getting rid of non-competes? Because it could actually happen. Do you have a non-compete? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, the other side of this is that if people are going to leave your company to go work across the street, that doesn't mean that you can't hire the guy coming across the street to work for you. And it would create jobs. 1-800-283-101.5. Wilkins said the rule would boost wages, promote competition by allowing workers to move more freely between jobs, pointing to the widespread use of the agreements in low-wage service industries. You know, in comedy, it's hysterical. Comedy, you got these club owners that are paying these comics like dirt and then telling them, well, you can't work for six months within 60 miles of my club. Are you kidding me? Here, take your 50 bucks. I'll do what I want. But that's the mentality. You know, then when you get into higher, you know, different jobs, higher paying jobs, 1-800-283-101.5. It happens in radio. It happens in television. It happens in, the, uh, in entertainment. Does it happen where you are? The non-compete, where basically you agree not to go to the competition for X amount of months after you leave your job. And it's got nothing to do with payment. And the uh, Federal Trade Commission now wants to get rid of it. They want to wipe it out. Are you for or against it? Do you think we should have non-competes? Or do you think they should just go away? Because you know what? Um, this generation doesn't stay in one job very long. You know, and once upon a time, you got your job, you stayed in it for as long as possible, you retired with that gold watch. Well, now it's just like job, hum- you know, job hum- uh, hopping. You work a little bit here, you work a little bit there, you work a little bit here. Now, the thought process is this isn't where I'm going to spend the rest of my life. This is where I'm working right now. And if it would create more competition, if it could create better salary, if it could create more money for the worker, then why not get rid of them? Or why force someone? I remember like different people who've changed jobs, like in radio. You know, we've hired people at different radio stations that I were at where they couldn't come on for a couple of months. So we had to like run promos. He's coming, but we can't say his name and stuff like that. But 1-800-283-101.5. They may get rid of non-competes 
It's a possibility. If you have not competed your job, do you know, how long is it? Would you like to see it go? What good does it do? You know, it holds people in jobs that they really don't want to be in. Or maybe something comes up, a better offer comes up across the street. You'd like to go for it, but you can't because you're bound by the non-compete. And uh, in a sweeping step earlier this year, the FTC, Federal Trade Commission, uh, Commission proposed a rule that could wipe them out. 1-800-283-101.5. Would you be in favor of something like that? If you own the company, would you be okay? Because then you could hire the people across the street. If you lose somebody or not. Or just the idea that, you know what, you got to work harder to keep the people that are working for you happy. So that they wouldn't want to leave. There's a thought. Why not just create a situation where you're taking care of your people so well that they don't want to leave regardless of what comes up across the street? 1-800-283-101.5. Should an offer come up across the street that would improve the quality of the person applying for it? Maybe like, you know, they they can't get ahead where they are, but there's an opportunity across the street. They can go there. Where are you on that? 1-800-283-101.5. This, uh, this came from ABC News. And uh, the Federal Trade Commission's new rule could end non-compete agreements for millions of workers. Are you affected by a non-compete in your deal? Whatever it is you do. And it could be anything. You know, do you have one? Do you live with them? And would you like to see it go? 1-800-283-101.5. I had one offer. You know, I was, I was going to take a job at one point. Uh, and it came with... I didn't realize till the very thick contract was dropped off on Christmas Eve. And I'm looking at this thing, and uh, my then boss looked at it as well. And he said, you're not signing this. And he showed it to me. Twelve months with nothing up against it. So that means, like, you could, loo- you, could leave- you could lose your job. They could choose to fire you. And for the next 12 months, you agree not to work, which would effectively end your career. So 1-800-283-101.5. The Federal Trade Commission may end non-competes. How do you feel about non-competes? Would you like to see them go away? Do you know anyone is being held back by uh, what they want or what they need to do or had to stop doing things altogether because of pain? Have you heard someone say, I don't do that anymore, or I can't because of my hip, knee, foot, back, etc.? If pain is holding you back, you can do something about it. You need to go to Trinity Rehab. Does this sound familiar to you? I went to my doctor. They gave me muscle relaxers and pain pills, told me to follow up in a week. Well, Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointment. Fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy. It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three five-minute sessions and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like the newest ones in Woodbridge, Flemington, Tom. River and Wall, so you know there's one near you. For more details, visit trinity-rehab.com. That's trinity-rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. 
1.5 weather brought to you by Casino Pier. Easter weekend is just around the corner, and that means it's almost time for Casino Pier and Breakwater Beach annual Easter sale. Get the lowest prices of the year for rides, go-karts, games, and water park passes that never expire. Check out the details at CasinoPierNJ.com. Federal Trade Commission may wipe out non-competes. You loving that idea? How do you feel about that? Rick is in Cherry Hill on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Rick. Hey, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. How about you? Pretty good. You know, I had to sign a non-compete agreement um, because uh, I worked for like a home improvement company. Right. And... You know, we do kitchens and bathrooms and flooring and all that. And we we had a couple brothers right. that have uh, been working with the company for eight years. And then they all of a sudden, they, uh, uh, you know, started, they decided to start their own business. Right. Like, right next door in, like, another town, I can't even say. And uh, you know, after that, they like, kind of said, wait, we can't have these guys just starting a business up right next door after we trained them for years, you know, and taught them the whole business. So I understand the idea behind having a non-compete agreement. Yeah, but the only problem is, so what if, so what if you have the opportunity to make more money? Would it be better for you, or should the company you have say, listen, we don't want you to go over there. We want you to stay here, so we're going to compete with whatever they're going to pay you. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, if you have the opportunity to start your own business, you can make, who knows, all, you know, as hard as you want to work. No, no, but you're not starting your own business. You would be working for somebody else. So then it would be, can they afford to bring you in? And then the other company, can they afford to keep you? You're now creating competition for your services. Yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, that that's the thing. Like what they're saying, they're, they're going to go start their own business. So that would be, you know, that would be a different thing. And either, you know, and either way, isn't that, I don't know, it's kind of like what a free enterprise system is about. You know, it's like, okay, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And that just happens. I mean, I was in a DJ business forever. We saw it all the time, you know, or how many workers, most, most, a lot of people do, I'm saying most, but people learn the trade and then they go off on their own. Should they not be allowed to do that? Of course they should. So then what do you, you know, that, that's my point. So as far as the non-compete goes, what can you really do? Maybe you could say, you know, I'll agree not to open within X amount of miles of you. But the idea yeah, that this is be, it. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you know, in a free enterprise system, if you, you know, if you, with the non-compete, you're limiting how much money people can make and where they can make it. Yeah. I think I would just take my chances if, like, something happened at this job and I had to go and work in another company nearby and I had to sign a non-compete. I just see what they would do. I don't think they would come against me. You know, I don't think they would try to come at me. You know, that's why I say get rid of them because in a lot of cases they don't. You have right to work states. Uh, they're not really enforceable, and uh, it just it, it it's more of a public relations. I don't know. It's it's better to just say, look, you want to. We like you to work here for as long as you want to work here. And if you don't want to work here, what are we gonna? Then who needs you? You know what I mean? You, would you want to, you know, what kind of a worker are you going to get from someone who doesn't want to be there? Yeah, in reality, that's the way I thought it was. You know, that's the American way. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yep. Rick, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, the American way. And it sucks. It shouldn't be that way.
But I think we're seeing more and more changes now. Because like I said, we got a generation of people that don't think in terms of I'm going to spend the rest of my life where I am. I'm going to jump from job to job. I'm going to find what's right for me. And now the Federal Trade Commission has a new rule that could end non-competes. I, for one, would love to see it. You know, you should be able to work where you want to work. Mm, uh, all right, let's go to James in Morristown. You on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, James. Yeah, hey, Steve, how are you, man? Uh, good, how about you? Hey, I, I heard about what you're talking about, but you know where I heard a lot about, like, McDonald's and Burger King do that. They get, if you get a franchise, you can't, they can't open another one within, like, 10 miles or something. But Morristown, we got, like, three Dunkin' Donuts within, like, a mile of each other, you know? Right. This is more like a worker thing, though. Yeah, I never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because like what happens is people will sign people to contracts. They'll sign workers, and yeah. uh, the next thing you know, what happens is uh, the guy leaves for a better job across the street. Yeah, you should uh, be able to do that. I be- I believe so. You know, if you if you are competing with the person, uh, keep in mind if they leave to go across the street, you can hire the guy from across the street to come work for you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then what happens is you're bidding for the services. Yeah, cool, buddy. All right, have a good night, Steve. All right, you got it, James. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Minnie's on the Garden State Parkway. Hi, Minnie. It's Winnie. Oh, Winnie. I'm sorry. Well, from the Wonder Years. Okay. Yeah, I, um, I am basically against the, the, um, the program, but I do believe that if you hire somebody who's um, a novice or something, and you train them, you should, you should be allowed to re, um, have them agree to work for you for, like, say, two years. Sign them to a contract, then. Yeah. I mean, if you, sign, yeah. if you want that, then sign them to a contract. Okay, I'm going to give you a two-year contract, take- and then that's it. But the idea that I want you to work for me, but if I fire you, you can't go across the street, that sucks. But would a contract go both ways? Because you don't want to give a give a uh, somebody a contract for two years and they don't really know anything and they might not catch on. Well, then, then again, if that's the situation, then they go and they can go and work across the street. Yeah. Well, providing there's something across the street, but I just think it's reasonable to to require somebody to stay for a certain amount of time if I'm willing to train them. If you're guaranteeing their job. No, I don't have to guarantee their job. I'm I'm training them. Okay, to, you're training. All right, so you're training them, and then right, let me let me wait. But Winnie, let me get this. You're mm-hmm. you're training them. So you train them, and six months later, you fire them, mm-hmm. and now they're out of work. Then all, then all bets are off. That's Once what I'm you saying. You fire somebody, they're free. Yeah. Or, or let's yeah, say they quit. Fire them. Okay. So, but if they if they decide no, if after they, six if, months if, they don't want to be there anymore and they want to go across the street, why shouldn't they be able to? Because they agreed to stay for two years. I mean, but they didn't agree. If you were going to, if an agreement is a contract. Now you got to agree. If you go, if they want, if you well, want them verbal, to agree, verbal contract, going to make them. Fun. Okay, but Winnie, Whatever. if you want them to agree to stay for two years, then you have to agree to pay them for two years. As a contract. No, no. You can have a contract to keep them on for two years, provided they, they perform the service adequately. If they don't and you, you fire them... Then they no, can go across the street. They can, they, they can go wherever they want if you fire them. 
Okay, but, but you if... you fire somebody, you have... Yeah. But, but if they got a better money. offer, but if they're working for you and there's no contract, they, got a they better, get a better they offer, a better they offer. should be able to go. They got a better offer because I trained them. It doesn't matter. They got a better offer because I trained them. It doesn't matter. It does matter. No, it doesn't. I didn't walk in here with the ability to do this. I learned it in other places. Absolutely, but but then so what happens? You, somebody, so that means you, everybody should stay at their so everybody should stay at their first job forever. No, well, no, but they should agree to a certain amount of time, right? If somebody is willing to train them in a skilled job, right? Of, you know, like HVAC or something, right? And as long as everything is working out at that, but if they get a chance to go better themselves with a better job, they should be able to take it. And the person trained it should be I, okay with that. Why would why would I train why would I train Because somebody? you need them to work for you to I make think. you money. Thanks for the call to New Jersey one oh one point five. No, you you don't have the goodness of your heart. It's eight thirty. Now the latest New Jersey news from NJ. Jersey weather brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's is your one-stop shop for incredible service on all your outdoor home improvement needs, decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors, and, of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit buycarls.com. That's buycarls.com. Right, 1-800-283-101.5. In case you're wondering, a non-compete agreement are clauses in employment contracts that bar an employee from working at a rival company, usually within a certain geographic area for a certain amount of time. Now, in a sweeping step earlier this year, the Federal Trade Commission has proposed a rule that would void not complete causes from ban their use in future contracts, and you have to let the employees know. How do you feel about this? 1-800-283-101.5. Subi's in Princeton on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Subi. Hey, Steve. Uh, long time I haven't spoken to you. I know. How you been? Where you been? I've uh, been in Princeton, still in Princeton, moved houses while I was busy. Oh, okay. I'm glad you're back. Yep. Thank you so much. Um, great topic. So, non-compete. I have be, I'm a person uh, working in tech. Uh, I have had non-competes all my life. Right. Um, I am for them as long as they're on equal terms. So, whenever I sign a non-compete... It always says that okay, if it's a one-year non-compete, I have a one-year payment guarantee. Right. As long as you're being compensated, you know, I'll take a 10-year non-compete if you're going to pay me for the 10 years. But there are people that say, no. Nobody's, nobody's offered it to me. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but that's the thing. Like, there are, there are non-competes that have no money up against them. Yeah, that is that is bad. So, uh, you know, to answer Winnie's question, the lady that was calling, uh, I think, uh, a few minutes earlier. Right. If somebody is training a person, I get her point. Right. That you're spending time, energy to train them, and you want a non-compete. The way to retain that employee is basically move part of that uh, money that they're going to pay them monthly into a bonus uh, plan and pay it out maybe every three months, every six months, or maybe at the end of two years. So that will incentivize that employee to actually stay and be productive at that company for a longer period of time. Well, yeah, if you incentivize, if you give people a reason to want to stay, they're not going to leave. And the other thing, too, is like we said earlier, if you want a two-year guarantee, then that's got to work both ways. I will give you a job for two years. If we both agree that this isn't working, okay, go across the street. What do I care? You know, but not, but to say, go across, you know, we agree this isn't working, but you can't work 
in this field, in this town or whatever, for a certain, you know, for a year or whatever is wrong. Yeah, that is absolutely wrong. That absolutely is wrong. All right, Subi, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Anthony's in Aberdeen on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Anthony. Hey, I would never sign one. Um, I don't think anybody should sign them. This is America. And if you're not going to retain me as an employee, I should go across the street, down the block, anywhere in the country to get a job to provide for me and my family. Have you ever, you've never signed one? Have you ever been in a situation where anyone has asked you to sign one? No, I, I wouldn't take the job. Yeah, I mean, it, it just makes sense. You know, uh, you a hard day's work for a hard day's pay. And if you're not happy in one place, you should be able to go across the street. Exactly. All right, Anthony, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Remember, that works both ways. If you're going to be losing employees to the competition, that means that, you know, you can hire employees from the competition. It would mean more money for the employees. You know, and isn't that what we all want, right? Uh, Wilkins from the Federal Trade Commission, Executive Director of Policy Planning, Elizabeth Wilkins, tells ABC News, uh, all of a sudden, those 50, 30 million, those 30 million workers would leave their jobs and find a better one for them tomorrow. And it would boost wages, promote competition by allowing workers to move more freely between jobs, pointing to the widespread use of agreements in low-wage service industries. People think this is about folks in the boardroom, but it's not. It's about hairstylists. It's about security guards. It's about journalists. People in all income spectrum, all kinds of job descriptions have non-competes. Do you have one where you are? 1-800-283-101.5. And the idea that, again, if you have a good working relationship, if you're happy where you are, you don't want to stay where you are. You know, the money is money. And it's not really that drastically different on either side of the fence. So whatever you do, uh, it's going to stay with you forever. If you're jumping back and forth, people aren't going to want to bring you in because they're going to jump again. But on the other hand, if you have that situation where you figure, you know, it's it's a win-win for everybody, by all means, you should be able to take it. But what gets me about the non-compete is the idea that when you agree or you sign a non-compete saying, if for any reason I lose this job, I agree to stay out of this field and this area for a certain amount of time. That, to me, is totally wrong. 1-800-283-101.5. There's opportunity. You know, and if people want to take advantage of the opportunity, they should be able to. Now, if you're under contract, that's a different story. Contract is a contract. Unless, of course, you're in the National Football League, in which case, well, it was a contract, but, you know. But regardless, if, you, if, you're, you know, if you're under contract, that's a different story. You're being compensated. You can't do anything until the contract ends. But if you're not under contract and you sign a non-compete, first of all, why would you ever do that? Well, again, because you, you want the job, you need the job, you've got to do it. But should you have to do it? And the Federal Trade Commission is saying no. And this would, create, this would create more competition. Businesses would be doing things to incentivize you to stay. People would be doing things to keep you around. Your work would have worth, more worth than it does right now. 1-800-283-101.5. So here we are. And uh, I had no idea this was going on. 
Federal Trade Commission's new rule could end non-compete agreements for millions of workers. Is that you? Have you ever signed a non-compete? How did it work out for you? Did you have a situation where you had to stay out of a certain field for a certain amount of time and then you got back in? We see it in radio all the time. Uh, Television. Do you think it's a good idea? If you are a business owner, do you sign people to non-competes? I knew a guy who, um, there was a television news reporter who you know and I won't mention, but I was working shadow in Philadelphia and there was a station, a radio station in Coatesville that signed her up for eight something an hour and wouldn't let her out of the non-compete. I could have gotten her a job in Philadelphia. And it was part of my job at the time to find jobs for people. I was in charge of like traffic and news reporters and stuff. And we had an opening in Philadelphia. And she would have been perfect. And the guy refused to let her out of the non-compete because he was paying her benefits with eight something an hour. So armed with the challenge, <laughs> I called New York. And she went and worked up in New York, uh, Channel 2, Channel 4, respectively. But it gets to be that ridiculous. Why not just let the person take advantage of the opportunity? 1-800-283-101.5. Would you like to see non-competes go? Federal Trade Commission agrees with you. Attention, New Jersey. East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows is excited to announce the 2023 New Jersey Economic Relief Rebate Program. For a limited time, when you hire East Coast, you will get last year's pricing. No money or interest due for 12 months. And a rebate check when your project is completed. That's up to 19% rebates. That's right. You can get paid to complete your project. This program is only available through East Coast Roofing, Siding, and Windows. As New Jersey's most trusted home improvement contractors is 19 1979. They have been proudly serving New Jersey's local communities, and this is one more way they give back. So do what I did when I needed windows. Go to eastcoastroofing.com to schedule your free consultation. Don't wait to take advantage of the 2023 New Jersey Economic Relief Rebate Program. Schedule that free consultation today at eastcoastroofing.com. New Jersey 101.5 is ready to bring on spring. This is the last week you're going to free spring staycation at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Listen in 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. for a secret code word. Enter it on our app to win your free spring staycation in Atlantic City. There's three winners every weekday. Thanks to our sponsor, Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Bring on spring. Win your free spring staycation from New Jersey. 101.5, Steve Trevelis. All right, go to nj1015.com and check out the, uh, the the fast food sandwiches we miss in New Jersey. Don't you wish you had one right now? Check out the uh, Rick Wakeman concert. He's going to be coming to New Jersey. Check out the movie Unsuited, the pilot that uh, we're trying to find a suitor for. Hillsborough producers looking. All on nj1015.com. How do you feel about non-competes? When a non-compete is basically uh, you sign one when you take a job agreeing that should you leave that job, you will stay out of that field, uh, stay away from the competition for a certain amount of time. Um, There's no money against that. In a contract, there's money against that. Certain non-competes, there is money against that. Have you ever signed one? Would you ever sign one? More and more companies demand it. How do you feel about it? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, the Federal Trade Commission is trying to get rid of them. And if that happens, you're going to see more competition. You're going to see more pay for workers. Uh, Now, keep in mind, you know, there are people who say, well, you know, you train this person and then you lose this person. 
Well, if you train this person and you keep them happy, then you retain the person. But on the other hand, if you're going to have someone sign and not compete, then it should be compensation for that signature. So the idea is, okay, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stay out of work for a year, then you put me on a retainer for a year and you pay me for that year. If you're not, why should there be a non-compete? 1-800-283-101.5. Now, it's very close to happening. If this rule comes to fruition, the U.S. Chamber will sue. Uh, This is uh, what's being told to ABC News by Neil Bradley, Executive Vice President and Chief Policy Officer at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. If the FTC can wake up one day, uh, three unelected individuals wake up one day and decide that we think that this business practice, we think this employment practice is uncompetitive, therefore we're going to ban it, then there is actually no limit to what they can do. How do you feel about that? 1-800-283-101.5. Rob is in West Orange. What's up, Robo? From the streets of Union City. You want non-competes? I'm kidding, brother. (laughs) Yeah. I'm totally kidding. I I need to be told what to do. On the radio, you already know. Uh Uh-huh. What are you thinking? Eh, Same old crap, man. Like, listen. Let's get the state back to where we need to be. Yeah. That's not an easy thing to do, my friend. Not an easy thing to do. But again, you got to let people move. You know, if you want to if, keep me happy in my job, I'm not going to want to leave. No, of course. Look, I'm, I'm dealing with that right now. Like, I love my job. Mm-hmm. But, you know, hey, there's uh, other opportunities. This, that. Now, you want to pay the little man a little less money instead of hiring somebody that has potential in that position but you don't want to pay him exactly now you're offering me 40 50 grand for a job that's a hundred thousand dollars come on let's get it together you get a better yeah you get a better quality of work or two created create an environment where people won't want to leave you don't have these problems want to leave correct it's look i work in a I i work in a hotel business right i love my job right all right, but don't bring other people in from outside that don't know who the hell they are and don't know anything, and they're going to tell me, and then i got to teach them their, their job? Come on, man. Nah, I get what you mean. Rob, thanks for the call. The New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. Hotel workers will be uh, part of this. You know, they'll be affected. Tourism workers will be affected. It's not just like the guys in the boardroom. It's not the corporate executives. It's everybody, you know. Uh, more and more places that you go, especially in the tourism business. 1-800-283-101.5. Basically, when it comes to a non-compete, you know, if you want someone to agree to a non-compete, then you need to compensate them for the time that they are out of work. That would just be the right thing to do. What do you think? 1-800-283-101.5. All Jersey, all the time. I don't change my radio from 101.5. New Jersey, 101.5. WKXW Trenton. WKXW. It's all right. It's all right. right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevely's getting you through the night. Hanging with you till 11 o'clock. Discussing all things Jersey because that's what we do. Do you have a non-compete? Would you like to see it go away? 
The Federal Trade Commission uh, is trying to make them go away. And uh, they have a new rule that could end non-compete agreements for millions of workers. Now, what that means is you sign an agreement when you get your job, stating that if you should ever leave that job, you agree to stay away from the competition for a certain amount of time uh, in a certain amount of area. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. Where do you stand? Glenn is in Atlantic Highlands on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Glenn. Hey, so your guy and I totally didn't hear each other, but I can speak on non-compete because I'm very familiar with it. I understand contracts go well, but that's not why I called you initially, but why I'm calling you initially was important. Okay. I, uh, to go into the non-compete thing, I do believe that you don't steal contacts and carry them over to your next business. I believe there is a very fine threshold with what you can do and what you can't do. That's not why I called you, though, and I think somehow maybe I missed what you proposed, I called your number um, because I have your number saved for things that matter. Um, but I can go into non-compete. I know contract law quite well. Right. Um, but I would like to tell you something that if you would please listen, sure. and I could show you on my site. Someone stole, please don't laugh because it's not funny, the Virgin Mary from uh, on Highway 36, right after the food town, if anyone's familiar with Atlantic Highlands, it's right after the police department. Right. And this person is heartbroken. And they have these signs in their front yard saying, please return Virgin Mary. So I wanted to throw out there that I will give a blank check to ever return to that homeowner that I've never met in my entire life. Right. Return Virgin Mary and no questions asked. I will pay you. This is in Atlantic Highlands. Yeah, on 36. It's like, um, it's between the, uh, like the Goodwill and the food town. It breaks my heart. When did they steal it? Uh, two days ago, the sign went up. Oh my God. Yeah. It kind of makes me sick because they're like out there looking for their Virgin Mary, which having grown up in little silver rumps in Atlantic Highlands, I know very well. She was there for like 30 years. Wow. And someone, someone snagged it. And I'm personally part of my, I'm upset about it. Mm -hmm. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Good. All right. Okay. I'm going to put you on hold. I have pictures. And I could show you their sign and this is heartbreaking. And then I can go into non-compete because I know. I, but I, I'll tell you what, send, send Ryan the pictures, send Ryan the pictures through the app and the story. And what we'll do is, uh, you know, and we'll write, I'll put a post up on nj1015.com. We'll help it out that way as well. Okay. Wait, so wait, send it through the app. Listen, I'm not tech savvy. My husband, All right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold. Ryan will get you through it. Okay. And then this way, uh, you know, we'll get, give us all the information and then we'll do, I'll do a story for the website as well. Okay, and put some traction in there. I'm not kidding. No, um, no, absolutely. Costs, I'll pay for it. Returner just set a principal, and I'll cut the check with no questions asked. Now, where where was it taken from? What's the exact address? Front yard. You know. I don't know the exact. Hey, babe. Well, you know what? Uh, you tell Ryan, and we'll you know we'll get it in there. And how? And who? You know who could they contact if they find it? Tell them um, that as well. Um. Uh, well, no, I mean, they can, whoever they feel, if someone finds it, whatever they're comfortable with, my, I don't, I don't know why I'm taking this. So like, you don't, you don't have to write a check. Let's, let's, you know, let's see if we can get this found first. Okay. If it gets, if it gets restored, mm -hmm. then I, I just want to make a point that we don't take from people's houses. Like no, this. you're wrong. a good person, Glenn, to call and tell us this. It, it really took a lot of you and I appreciate it. We all do. Right. 
I mean, this this could have been their grandmother's, sure. and I've lost heirlooms like of my, and I'm like, who does that? Not anyone that's kind. No, not at all. You know, it's total vandalism, and it was taken two days ago, and it was it was a Virgin yeah. Mary statue in front of somebody's house. Yeah, it's actually. I mean, I you should see it. Actually, had like a monument, and they just ripped her out of her whole place of being, and I was like. Oh my God! Like, oh my God! Yeah, who would do something like that? And not anyone that I know. All right, my well, husband would, but that's a different story for another topic. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Look at it. You're all over the place. You're, you're in non-competes. Now we got the Virgin Mary disappearing. Your husband? Come on, come on. What are you doing here? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you on hold, and we're gonna sort this out. I was like, and now that I pay you for therapy, because you're like, well, this is a bigger headache. We thought was coming. I'm Glenn, lay, lay, lay down on the couch and tell me where it all began, Glenn. <laughs> and I'm like, it was when I was four and my pony didn't show the up. The pony, you see, it all started with the pony. It all started, most of, most of the trouble in New Jersey starts with a pony. I get it. And I wanted a throw in front of they bought me a quarter horse. And they're like, you're essentially spoiled. And I was like, drop dead. And they're like, oh, she's got problems. And, and from there, we ended up with the disappearance of the Virgin Mary. <laughs> and you know what? And can I tell you, please don't record this. But I can not a word. Don't worry about it. We're not being podcast. Go ahead. I I started volunteering for the first cross, uh, the Red Cross today. Um, I'm just overtired. I'm I'm fine. But, and I did um, at 142 uh, Monticello in Jersey City. I did my first dispatch and that responder. You did. Yeah. And Look at I was that. Like, I, I, I'm finding this way new of like that life matters. I think it's what to tell this phone call to you guys. Because it's right. like, oh my God, like I've been so numb for 20 years. Please never, please don't put any of this shit online. But no, I know no, you no, won't. No, no, you, 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 you can't curse, Glenn. Please don't curse. Man, I, gotta, I, I, I dumped it. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. Glenn, call back. And uh, Ryan will talk to you. Uh, here she is. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so listen, If uh, the, apparently in Atlantic Highlands, there's a Virgin Mary statue that has been taken from someone's yard, and uh, we would appreciate the return if you can, and uh, Glenn says she'll cut you a check. Now, Glenn's supposed to get us pictures. If anybody else knows about this that's listening in Atlantic Highlands, give me a call. Tell me about it. 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, a statue of the Virgin Mary. The family is completely distraught. Uh, I, first of all... Just the fact that somebody would steal from your yard, but something, a statue that's 30 years old or whatever, you know, that's been around that long and has so much meaning to the family uh, that they have built this altar. So if anybody knows about it and wants to elaborate, let me know. And we'll put a post at nj1015.com, see if we can help out there. If anybody knows the whereabouts of the Virgin Mary statue in Atlantic Highlands, give me a call and uh, we'll see what we can do or the address. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. We were talking about the non-competes. And uh, that's a whole other thing. But also, what I wanted to bring up this hour, uh, it's been 100 years since the Roaring Twenties. And apparently, baby names spike every 100 years. And I did not know this. Popular baby names from the Roaring Twenties could be making a comeback this year, this decade, according to the 100-year rule. Now, what I find out about this is the popular boys' names of the 1920s, right? I mean, think about this. Like, 
you know, the, the recent boys' names, you know, like, imagine, like, the 80th birthday or the uh, the 80th wedding anniversary of, uh, or the 75th wedding anniversary of Tiffany and Ashley or Tiffany and Brad. How weird that's going to sound. These were the baby names of the 20s. Robert, John, James, William, Charles, George, Joseph, Richard, Edward, and Donald. These were the baby names of the girls in the 1920s. Mary, Dorothy, Helen, Betty, Margaret, Ruth, Virginia, Doris, Mildred, and Francis. So, what I want to ask you here, 1-800-283-101.5, how did you get your name? What was the story? How did you get your name? How did you come to name your children? What's surprising about these names is that they're pretty common. A lot of them. The, the, the boys' names more than the girls' names. I don't see too many Mildreds walking around recently. Millie? But I was watching Two and a Half Men last night, and they were talking about naming a baby Mildred. Uh, but that's the last I heard of it. So how did you get your name? What was the story? I'll tell you, I'll tell you mine, you tell me yours. And we'll get Ryan's as well. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevelis. We got, we got a spike in 100-year-old baby names. And uh, they're pretty common. So uh, what was the story behind you? How did you get your name? How did you name your children? Here's New Jersey 101.5, Fast Traffic. Okay, you don't want to be Francis or Doris or Virginia? Virginia's not bad, right? Only a good die young. No, 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 no. Ruth. Yeah, Ruth. Uh, these, these are the names from the 1920s. I had, I had an Aunt Ruth. My, my mom was named... We all had an Aunt Ruth. My aunt, my mom was born. My mom was born in nineteen twenty, and so was my dad. My dad was John. So you actually like picked up everything. I was like very much a surprise. Well, okay, yeah, you were the shock. They should have called you surprise instead of Christine. Yeah. Instead of Christine, it should have been surprise. That's like, why your sister named you. Your parents were too shocked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kiddo, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. How did you get your Ryan, how did you get your name? Come here. There's got to be a story here. How did you get your name? How did your parents come to name you? Uh, or how did you name your children? Was it out of a book? Was it, was it an event? Was it a life-altering thing? How did they come up with Ryan for you? So actually, Steve, it's pretty funny. Uh, for my twin brother, Matthew, and for my older brother, Nick, uh, there was a story. The, the stories escaped me, but it's like family members, friends type stuff for them. And their middle names, same thing. Uh, you know, there was some sort of significance. My older brother has the same middle name as my dad and that kind of thing. With my, with my middle and first name, Ryan James, both right. very Irish, right. there is no reason. My parents just happen to like <laughs> both those names very much. And you're not Irish. I'm not Irish, not even a little bit. But every time... But they like those names. Yeah, but every time St. Patrick's Day comes around, someone's like, <laughs> Ryan James, you must be incredibly... Like, they you know. buying you a drink. Yeah, but I never got RJ, though, with that, even though I had that. Like, yeah, I tried kind of for odd. a little bit, but uh-huh. people looked at me and were they like... They weren't buying RJ. No, no, no. no, no. My, uh, my father was fighting a fire. Uh, he was a fireman in Union City. He was fighting a fire on 9th Street and New York Avenue, and building collapsed on him. Oh, man. And they were digging him out, and there was a priest who dug him out. And the priest's name was Father Stephen Paul. 
And that's how I got the name Stephen. That's pretty incredible. I like that name. Yeah, really. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. My wife's name is Deneen. Mm-hmm. And uh, Deneen, uh, when Deneen was born, her mother, my, her mother didn't know what to name her. So on the um, back then they had this. You ever heard detergent called Ivory Snow? Of course, yeah. Okay. Well, the baby on the Ivory Snow box mm. is named Deneen. <laughs> really? And that's how my wife got her name. No kidding! Wow. Yeah. It was Deneen, the baby from the Ivory Snow Box. <laughs> she came this close to being messing, Gail. <laughs> How did you get your name? You know, I've asked my parents that because it doesn't really have any, uh, like, a, like anything to do with where I'm from or anything. It's just... She, you know, I don't know. How did you come up with Chad in 1979 <laughs> living it? in central Ohio? Like, how did you come up with Oh, we liked it. We heard it. You know, That's it? That's it. That's yeah. it. So, how, did you, how did you come up with your kids' names? Uh, well, Caleb, uh, we, we just always really liked and um, named after um, his mother's, his grandmother. And uh, then Liam, um, I just wanted to make sure that he was really into the Taken films. There you go. There you go. I wanted to set him up early, you know. He does the same movie over and over. He's still doing that movie. I just want my son to be able to say, I have a very particular set of skills. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be taken with the news at 930. Now, the latest New Jersey news from it. Trivia Wednesday night, music, movies, television, New Jersey, New Jersey 101.5. Thursday night, we got Jersey Pizza Joints coming in with a pizza game, getting ready with the Easter Pie. Easter Pie is amazing. I can't believe, Rick, we are, what, two weeks away from Easter? Uh, something like that, right? It is going so incredibly fast. We are a week away from April Fool's Day, opening day. So much to talk about. All right. If you're a trucker, uh, first of all, if you're a trucker, it's not easy being a trucker in New Jersey because the world drives so slow here. And if you're driving in New Jersey in the lane where the truckers are, it's even slower for you. Now, it could end up being... uh, even tougher on the truckers because there soon could be no left lane on New Jersey highways. Welcome to the big trucks. If a new proposal becomes law, this is from NJ.com. State lawmakers are considering a bill that would expand the Garden State's ban on trucks driving in the left lane of highways and increase the penalties of those who break it. Now, basically what's going to happen, the bill would talk about, uh, all highways, including the two-lane highways in the state, with some exceptions. It would double penalties for those who use the left lane on any highway. Current fines range from 100 to $300. They would now be 200 to $600. National Motorists Association opposes the measure, question why the bill or its supporters didn't explain why new regulations are needed. No lawmakers spoke in favor of it, but how do you feel about it? Should trucks be banned in all left lanes in New Jersey? Now, the problem I have, I mean, the truckers pretty much know to stay out of the left lane. Uh, It's the people who get into the left lane and drive ridiculously slow that drive me crazy. You know, that they don't uh, know 
that the left lane is to drive faster. The left lane is for passing. The left lane, you know, you get in the right lane, uh, and then you get in a left lane to pass, and then you get back in the right lane. But this law would make truckers having to stay out of all left lanes. The bill would bar them from the left lane on all two-lane highways in the state, with some exceptions. Where are you on this? 1-800-283-101.5. Would it be better for traffic? Would it be worse for traffic? What would the right lane be like? How frustrating would it be, you know, if, if you're a trucker driving in New Jersey and you're forced to stay in the right lane? The measure appears to be designed to make roads safer, though sponsors have not announced a specific reason as to why they're doing this. It's strongly opposed by the trucking and food industries. One trucking official on Thursday told the State Assembly's Transportation Committee the proposal was stupid. A National Motors group said it would make traffic worse and less safe for all drivers. Meanwhile, five years of the ticket data to show fewer than 5,000 summonses were issued to truckers last year, which is the highest number written in the past five years. So where are you in this? 1-800-283-101.5. If you're a trucker, should you be forced to stay out of all left lanes in New Jersey? I'm not understanding what the purpose is. And what's the most frustrating thing? Driving a truck in New Jersey, what's the most frustrating thing driving around the truck in New Jersey is being behind the truck in New Jersey because you can't see anything that's going on. And you want to get out of the way. You want to get around them. So now it's one thing like on the major roadways, Parkway, Turnpike, truckers are banned from the left lane. Should they be banned from all left lanes in New Jersey, even the two-lane highways? How much longer would that take the delivery? How much longer would that make the ride? How much more money would they have to make? How much more would that cost in your price of your food? You know, whatever it is they're hauling. 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, is this a good idea or a bad idea? Where do you come in on this? The resulting backup in the right lane between slow-moving vehicles and merging traffic could create a phantom of traffic jam. This is according to Steve Corrales, the MNA New Jersey Policy Director. Has there been a problem? If you're a trucker, how do you feel about this? Are you for or against it? Jim is on 22 on New Jersey 101.5. Jim, uh, when I don't have Jim, I do have Jim. What are we doing? All right, Mike is on a turnpike on New Jersey 101. I don't have Mike. I'll just talk to myself. Okay. Uh, you got Mike? me, Steve. Hey, Mike, what's going on? Hey, Steve, I'm a truck driver. I've been driving for 37 years. Right. You, you know, the, the worst part about it is these young people that don't know how to drive get in that left lane and they just slow down. Why do they do that? I don't understand that for the life of me. The left lane is supposed to make you drive. Yeah. So it, it's, it, w- it would be a very bad idea, like on Route 130. Right. If you get on Route 130 where there's only two lanes and you can't pass, I can only imagine how far behind that is going to make everybody. Oh. Because, you know, we have a logbook. We're only allowed to ri- drive 11 hours a day. Oh, really? So you got to actually get going to get to where you, if you're an over-the-road truck driver, yeah. You have to get going and get your load to where it has to be. So you have to, you're going to have to find roads that are more than two lanes, right? Because if you're on a two-lane highway, you can't get out of the right lane, according to this. 
Exactly. I mean, how how are we supposed to make our time up? You know, and and you know what? I think if if we all got together as truck drivers mm-hmm. and just stopped and just parked our trucks and whatever's in our our trucks let go bad if we have fuel, gas stations won't get their gas and start laying down the law. Don't do that. For people that make rules, maybe this would stop because there it's ridiculous now the 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 you know, all this stress they put on truck drivers. Yeah, I don't understand why they're doing this. And this is from NJ.com. Safe or stupid is there is the headline. New Jersey may expand law banning trucks in the left lanes of highways. Mike, thanks for the call on New Jersey 101.5. Uh, how do you feel about this? Let's go to Jim in Avenel on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Jim. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Good. How about you? All right, bro. What are you thinking? Long time, long time listener, man. Um, well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> you know, I, I also I one time, big time on on that pork roll and uh, <laughs> pork roll <laughs> turn hand thing. <laughs> I only talk about the important <laughs> stuff, Jim. You know, trucks pork, in the left pork lane roll is the product. Okay, pork roll. All right, all right, all right fine. So anyway, right. so yeah, truck driver wise, you should always be in the right lane. Right. All right. Center lane, if you're cruising, but um, left lane, you know, only if, if there's a situation where you need to get around somebody because um, they're acting funny or their, their speed is going up and down and it's, and it's uh, confusing you and, and, and could cause a problem and stuff, then you know what, then you got to pass them, okay? Right. But if you uh, got a situation... Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. But... Uh, I work with Dana Transport, chemical tankers and stuff. We have e-logs in our trucks, okay? Uh-huh. So we have cameras and stuff on our mirrors and stuff. So it's like, you know, you're only supposed to do more than, no more than 65. So well, yeah, they can monitor is, what you're doing. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of vehicles these days with rigs and stuff, we have cameras on our mirrors looking back, you know, because if somebody bumps up to you and says, oh, you, you hit me. You know, then next thing you know, you look at the mirrors and they look at the cameras. Like, oh no, you hit him! All right, but you should know? they be allowed in the left lane? No. All right, thanks for the call to New Jersey one hundred one point five. Reliable. I have Steve Trevelis, one eight hundred two eight three one hundred one point five. So it's very, very possible that New Jersey may end up uh, forbidding all truckers access to the left lane. It's a law they're working on right now. The headline from NJ.com, safe or stupid, New Jersey may expand law banning trucks in the left lanes of highways. Right now it's the parkway of the turnpike. Now it's all left lanes, it could be. And the fines could double from one to 300 to 200 to 600 dollars. Where are you on this? Walt is in Atlantic Highlands on New Jersey 101.5. Hey Walter. Hey, how are you, Steve? Good. How about you? I'm doing all right. So it just sounds like another stupid law that some idiot wants to impose. Welcome to New Jersey, Walt. Yeah. You know, I could I could see you can't ride that lane for any length of time. Maybe make it for a, a mile, half mile, whatever. Put a limitation on how long you can be in that lane. But, you know, if a truck is coming down the hill and you've got an on-ramp at the bottom of the hill and that truck has to slow down to wait for somebody to come on the on-ramp, and the truck could have moved into the left lane safely, didn't have to try to slow down for this person coming on slowly. 
especially when after at the bottom of the hill you've got another hill going up, the truck's going to lose all of its momentum. You're going to have long lines of trucks all jammed up in the right lane. People are going to have trouble getting on and off the highway because there's truck after truck after truck. And if your truck is empty, there's no reason why you can't move into the left lane, pass somebody, get back into the right lane. And it's probably going to include then just tractors that, that aren't hauling a trailer, so you're bobtailing. And it's just going to, I think it's going to cause more accidents. It's going to be a lot more frustrating for the truckers and for people on the road. You know, yes, there are some people that go in the left lane and want to drive the whole way in the left lane. But overall, that that's not going to be the case. I think it's going to be a lot more dangerous. No, what you're describing is right, you know, because they're not going to be able to move over, you know, to to avoid causing problems. I don't understand, like, why the purpose, why this is necessary, that there was there actually a problem. But, yeah, it's going to slow down. And when people, you know, Carl said earlier that you're only allowed to log 11 hours a day, how are you going to get your job done if you can't get out of the right lane? Yeah, and if, if you have somebody in the right lane, I often see someone going very slow because they may have, have a donut on their tire and they're doing like 20 miles an hour under the speed limit. Does that mean I have to sit there the whole time there in that lane until they either pull off the road or, uh, you know, uh, how long do I have to drive behind someone going incredibly slow? It's like you're being penalized for driving a truck. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that person driving slow in the right lane isn't doing anything wrong because that's what the right lane is for. Yeah. So, so now you're being lumped in, you know, you're being lumped into the right lane with a clock, you know, on the clock, trying to get your work done in a certain amount of time. So if you got to push it because you're, cause you're pushing your time, that's more stress and it's going to cause more fatigue, which is going to cause more crashes. Mm -hmm. And also more money because the food's not going to get there fast enough, and that's going to make prices go up. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, another great idea, eh, Walter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what they're here for. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Leave it to New Jersey to come up with another stupid law. Uh, should they be expanding the law banning trucks in the left lanes on highways to pretty much all highways, even the ones that only have two lanes? Your thoughts. 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevely. Stay there. This winter, this winter be ready. New Jersey 101.5's Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero is ready for winter. Look for wintry mix to start around lunchtime. He's ready to give you the facts, the facts. without the hype. Snow ends early tomorrow morning, but expect a really messy commute. Our winter weather alerts will keep you and your family safe before, during, and after the storm. Thanks to our sponsors, Ultimate Collision, New Jersey Division of Highway Traffic Safety, and Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvements. New Jersey 101.5 Winter Weather alerts. Be ready. Listen on your radio, our free app, and nj1015.com. Hey, XW Trenton, WKXWHD. When that moon gets a big and bright, it's supernatural delight. Every border was dancing in the moonlight. Yes, we are. Till 11 o'clock at least, Steve Trevely's. 1-800-283-101.5 is the number. Um, there's this museum called the Museum of Failure. And in the Museum of Failure are all the failed products that they tried to shove down our throats. And uh, we didn't bite. Or if we did bite, we spit it right out. <laughs> 
And on Thursday night in Brooklyn's Industry City, a medium-sized crowd gathered for the Museum of Failure, a traveling exhibit which first debuted in Sweden in 2017, came to New York. It's a pop-up, and uh, it has a lot of items that are no longer around, you know? Uh, Like, for instance, Limeade Oreos are one of the things that it's got. Uh, One display has a box of Persil Power Detergent, a product which hit the shelves in 1994, only to destroy the very clothing it sought to cleanse. (laughs) Needless to say, not a customer favorite. The medical section of the exhibit is perhaps the most disturbing. A failure in this industry, of course, could cost you in a different way. And uh, it's got a whole bunch of different uh, things. Bic for her. And this is a pen that was, uh, you know, fashioned to a woman's hand. Pick for her a line of pens meant just for women, designed to fit comfortably in a woman's hand. The purple and pink writing utensils ended up being a public relations nightmare. Soda-flavored Oreos. Uh, 20 different flavors in rotation at a time using many experimental varieties as a marketing tactic to boost sales of the original Oreo. And uh, there's a whole bunch of other items here. So what I wanted to do is ask you, at 1-800-283-101.5, give me some products. Give me some, uh, some things that, people, that, 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 they, uh, that the advertising world, the Mad Men, has tried to sell you that were just absolute failures. What were some of the dumbest commercials you've ever seen? Some of the dumbest things they tried to buy you, to get you to buy. Some of the biggest failures in marketing. 1-800-283-101.5. Do you remember? Can you think of any? Ryan, come in here. Right? Ryan would know. That, right? This could be before Ryan's time. But when you think back, you know, like once upon a time, we decided that old Coke wasn't good enough. That we needed new Coke. And what new Coke did was hand Pepsi the Cola Wars crown. Because Pepsi had no idea that Coke, Coke was beating them so badly with Coke that when they decided, well, we'll come up with new Coke, Pepsi's like, really? You're not going to make Coke anymore? We win! <laughs> and they did. <laughs> I was going to say, Coke's been popular for years. Do you see the 80s? Well, no. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. They rushed Coke. Not thought Coke. They rushed. Well, what happened was, they the Coke came up with the idea for new Coke. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. But the Coke didn't need to come up with the idea for new Coke. Coke was Coke. Did it you, was always beating Pepsi. Did you have, like, the Coke, too? Did Did you try it? Oh, the new Coke? Like It was just different. It was. It was called. It was called New Coke. Did it taste like Coke or just no? And they. It was. It was. It was a flavor worth billions. The the recipe worth billions. Yeah. And they rushed it right back out. Only now they called it classic Coke. Oh. Now they call it Coke again because New Coke is buried in a tomb somewhere, (laughs) as far away as possible. Give me something. Give me a product that was an abject failure. Some of the dumbest things you've ever seen out there that are no longer there. Can you think of any? In terms of like anything, right? We had Crystal Pepsi because somebody yeah. decided that Pepsi looked better clear. If I could, if I could think of one thing that would be like a, a critical failure pretty quickly, um, it would have to be. 
Gosh, I never really thought about this one. I think a lot of holiday flavors um, come around, a lot of limited time flavors. Mm-hmm. And if I could think of some in particular, it's a lot of like um, the the van like I call them vanity flavors of like um, like alcohols and stuff. When I used to work at a liquor store, we'd get you know big shipments of like you know Bud Light or whatever with this new flavor that they think is going to be a real big. Oh, I hit. saw chocolate beer. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Chocolate Hershey's beer. chocolate beer. Yeah, around the holidays they had like um, like you know toasted marshmallow, you know Bud Light cans of seltzer. Buy that? They want beer. Yeah, they want they want beer. No one wants your toasted marshmallow seltzer in or, your beer. Yeah, in yeah. your seltzer. Well, here's what we got. All right, some of the ones I got. If okay. you could think of any, 1-800-283-101.5. Of course, New Coke. Thighmaster. I've heard of that one, yeah. Right, the Thighmaster was uh, Suzanne Summers. Uh, and Suzanne Summers would take this thing. It was kind of like, um, I don't know, it was like a, not, not a, like a, like a spring. Okay. And you put it between your thighs. And you, you, you know, you uh, contracted and expanded, and that's how you built up your Suzanne Summers type thighs. Yeah, with the thigh master. Uh, that that is. I mean, actually, that doesn't sound so stupid. I understand why no one would want to buy it, but that that's a, there's a machine right. for, that's like a hip abduction or, or induction. Well, you go to Universal Gyms, they got them. You go yeah. if you go to a gym, you can do this. I think. I've never seen it though. What was the because the idea is yeah. like you're you're sitting there with your you know thighs apart. You okay. put this thing in between and you press and you go out and you press and you go out. It's like the grip. It's like the grip things almost, but for yeah, your legs. but for your legs. Yeah, thigh mesh. Different kind of grip. It did not go. Mm-hmm. Um, it did not work. But uh, what was the what was the old exercise machine from like the fifties or something that was essentially just like a rubber band that you'd lie against and it would go like back and forth and like that was supposed. Oh, to, like, that thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was when nobody had to work. That was like a <laughs> conveyor thing. It was like a uh, yeah, and you put it around you. Yeah, and uh, it didn't. No, it did yeah, nothing. Guys with you. beer guts reading the morning paper, getting the morning exercise in. But you know what? It's it, because the, it's not doing the work. Your, yeah. your stomach needs to do the work. Yeah. I'm trying to see what the hell we is. We got a caller coming in. So, go get it. Let's see. What is Sauce Moto? I've never seen this either, but there's a, there's a thing called Sauce Moto Dip Chip. And what this does. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm looking at this. It's an in-car condiment holder for anyone who loves sauce on their food. What the hell? You, you take this. You want a free sauce motor. No, I could win a free sauce motor. Don't do me any favors, please. Uh, no, I don't want the sauce motor. Uh, so basically, sauce moto goes on your car. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a chip dip for your car. Really? Give me, give me some products that could end up in the uh, in the museum here in the the museum of uh, what do you call it? The museum of failure. Uh, Yeah, the museum of failure. What would you put in the museum of failure? Would uh, oh Walt? uh, Walt is in Bristol on New Jersey. One hundred one point five. Walt, what are we putting in the museum of failure? Beer. I think it was a beer or some kind of liqueur. It was. I don't know what the hell it was. They they tried to sell it like an alternative to beer. Yeah, to tell you the truth, it really didn't have a bad taste, but it was just weird. It wasn't. It was almost yeah. like a lime soda. Yeah, they tried. They would say like you could have a beer or a Zima, and they tried to make Zima like on a level with beer, and it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. And I think it lasted maybe six months, maybe. Yeah, last I remember it wrong. 
It lasted long enough to get admission into the Museum of Failure. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What are we putting in a Museum of Failure? All right, we got Zima beer. We got new Coke. We got the Thigh Master. Uh, how about this? How about this? Spray can hair replacement. Yes, you could actually, if you have a bald spot, you would spray this stuff on your bald spot. And it would actually grow hair. That had to go right next to the pet rock, uh, which comedian Tim Grill gives me. Right? So we got the pet rocks. We got the thigh master. We got sauce moto. <laughs> because everybody needs to have a dip tray in the dashboard. 1-800-283-101.5. What would you put? What product? What failed product would you put in the Museum of Failure? 1-800-283-101.5. I'm Steve Trevelis. Here's New Jersey 101.5 Fast Traffic. Steve Trevelis. All right. What products could we put in the Museum of Failure? Right next to the spray can hair replacement, the Pet Rocks, the Crystal Pepsi, the new Coke. What would you put in there? 1-800-283-101.5. When I'm looking for things to put in the Museum of Failure, I look no further than Pete in Ewing. What's up, kiddo? Uh, Not much. How you doing, man? All right. What do you got for me? Well, first off, how was was that Thigh Master a failure? It's still being sold to this day, and she's made millions off of that. It's still being sold to this day? Yeah, buddy. They sell them. I've seen them in stores. Wait a minute. i got to see if they buy this. If they got this thing. Hold on. Uh, oh, my God. See? They're actually selling these things? Isn't it crazy? <laughs> this is a different well, one, though. Okay. But what I, th- I think is a complete failure, and All you right. should never use it. What's that? Is it fix a flat. They're horrible. And they don't do what they. Oh, they're supposed to just put it on the tire, and it's like an inflatable can, like. Yeah, but it puts this slime in it, and when you take your car, when you take that tire to a tire repair, Mm -hmm. yo, that guy's gonna hate you because all that slime is all inside there. Aerosol emergency flat tire repair and inflator. Oh. Hey, I used to work at a tire shop, so. Trust me, I've dealt with it. No, I believe you. I'm just I, I, the original fixer flat, trusted since 1970. So you just what you put this on, uh, you know? Put it on the on the uh, valve uh, stem, and then it yeah. inflates the tire, and it puts the slime in it where it's supposed to coat when you when the tire starts spinning around. Mm. It doesn't put that much air in it, but it's supposed to coat coat the hole and seal it. Oh, garbage! Complete garbage. All right, kiddo. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. What else we got? How about this? Uh, Rich Carucci, the comedian, sends me temp tooth because you may need a temporary tooth replacement product. Oh, my God. For the Pretty Smile Temp Tooth Replacement Kit. How about that? And it's only $24. Forget that dental visit. For $24, you can get temp tooth. Let's not forget the Floby. Have you ever heard of the Floby? What's the Floby? You've never heard of the Floby. All right, the Floby is where you people were doing this during uh, the pandemic when people were giving themselves their own haircuts. 
The Floby is kind of like a, it's a hair clipper that has a hose on it and you attach it to your vacuum cleaner. Okay. So that while you're cutting your hair, like you comb your hair with it and it cuts your hair while you're, while it's cutting your hair, the hair gets sucked right into the vacuum. Okay. And people were actually, people actually like this thing. Okay, no, but I get that. Like, if, if you like to have, you know, your hair short and a buzz cut, like, all the time, I mean, you give yourself a haircut every day, your hair looks the same, you know, yeah. every day. Well, it's a lot cheaper, right? Well, now, right, you know, people went in for the bald look and all that, so yeah. you just have the razor that'll do it. Bald is it. But they have these different clippers that they can do it. But the flow be, yeah, you set, the, you set it to where you want it, and uh, you just basically comb your hair, and it will cut and suck the hair into the hose. That's pretty cool. You could probably use that for pets, multi-use. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you got a poodle or something, right? He's got that. Yeah. So, uh, good. What are you gonna say? I got a couple of products here. I found Cheetos lip balm. Cheetos lip balm. Yes, Frito Lay's uh, combined uh, teamed up with brands like Chapstick, Lip Blistex, and Burt's Bees uh, to combine it with some of their products in 2005. And I assume the reason it didn't do well is because it uh, turned people's lips orange. Also, you don't yeah. want your lips tasting like Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, They're licking your lips. People will want to kiss you if your lips taste like Cheetos, right? That's true. The Popeil Pocket Fisherman. The, the Pocket Fisherman? The Pocket Fisherman. It was like a little pocket fisherman. You took it out of your pocket and you could cast and you could fish. What can you catch at that thing even? like? I don't know. <laughs> but I know Popeil made a lot of... Popeil, Ron Popeil was the guy who had the... He had the... Um, what was that thing? The, uh, the the rotisserie. You set it and forget it. Yeah. Right? That was pretty good. That's he had those. Good. Colgate in the, night, in the early 80s tried to break into the food industry with frozen meals. How did that work? They all tasted like toothpaste? Well... People found the, the the brand to be too synonymous with toothpaste and those products. They're so right. as soon as Colgate tried, they were like, mm, no. Nah. Colgate did shrimp for a while. Colgate shrimp. I'm pretty sure Colgate did shrimp. That's like the worst thing you'd want to eat. You want your breath to smell fresh. <laughs> yeah, really. How about this? How about this? Uh, oh, the shake weight. The weight dumbbell that you would shake. That just... Looked obscene. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yes. there's so many jokes about that one. I remember. I remember when that came out. Uh, the Chia Pet. Chia, oh, I people still buy those. I still see them coming out today. There was a there was a guy, a sales manager at YSP named Vince Ramundo. Rest his soul. And uh, when the promo pictures came out in like '91 or whatever, my I had a I always had a lot of hair. Yeah. So he uh, took my promo picture. And he cut a slit in the top of the hairline, and he shoved more hair in it. And he wrote on it, had it on the wall, Chia Treft. <laughs> and he's like, I'd go in, there'd be more hair in it. You know. uh, all right, let's see. Mr. Mr. Microphone. What's a Mr. Microphone? Just what it is. You turn it on, and suddenly it's a microphone. You can talk to people. There was a funny SNL bit that from when John Mulaney hosted um, a couple of years ago, maybe, um, mm-hmm. where it was like a fake podcasting kit. It was like a Fisher Price podcasting kit. <laughs> and you say whatever you want to with none of the repercussions. <laughs> <laughs> How about this face mask? 
The Rolling Stones. <laughs> Socialism. Okay, we're getting good now. I like this. Uh, shake weights. Yeah, here's the picture with the shake weights, right? Oh, oh man. All right, let's see. Uh, the, the COVID vaccine. <laughs> Margarine. Uh, 1-800-283-101.5. Name some of the worst products ever. The one thing they tried to push on us that we really didn't need. Could be food. Could be anything. All right, what do you got? I got another good one here. Easy Squirt with Heinz. It was the the silly flavor, the silly colored ketchup. You could get it in green or in blue. Really? Yeah. They made colored ketchup? Yeah, they did. Uh, Heinz made it. And at first it was a success, but then just it, it quickly lost its uh, appeal as people realized that, you know, Classic red ketchup is just the way to go. I mean, why why do you want tomatoes are not blue? blue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're green though. All tomatoes are blue. New tomatoes are green. Uh, give me a product that they don't make anymore. Give me a, a product so stupid it should have been in the museum of failure. Well, I don't know if they still make it anymore, but the product that comes to mind is remember the slap chop. Remember that the slap chop, where you basically it was a contraption you put over like an onion, right? And you slapped your hand down Get on out. the top, and it was oh yeah, yeah 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 I remember yeah, that. Yeah. I had a big like silver handle, right? And I remember talking to my roommate about it, and like yeah, you can dice an onion in like ten seconds. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it doesn't seem like whatever. But I thought it, it was felt cool. so good when you did it. <laughs> that right? aggression you got yeah. out slapping that onion, yeah. Really? I slapped that onion silly. Ten thirty. Now the latest New Jersey one point five. Steve Trevelis. One eight hundred two eight three one oh one point five. You go to NJ one oh one five dot com. Unsuited is a pilot. The Hillsborough producer is trying to get picked up, and it's really, really good. It's got Dan Loria in it. It's got Anthony Dennison in it. It's uh, very funny. Also, we got those fast food sandwiches that we like so much, and they took them away from us, and we like to get them back. Mark Rivera is going to be at the Beagle Fest. We got him. Uh, Rick Wakeman's bringing the Gallery of Imagination, New Jersey. We got him. So, uh, and we also got the best wings in New Jersey. So, whatever you're looking for, we got it. And if you want a little bit of news, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for headlines and trev lines. Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? That is a very good question. All right. So, people have been getting confused thanks to AI technology. AI technology allows people to make pictures however they want to. So, someone took it upon themselves to uh, AI generate a picture of the Pope in a puffer jacket. The artificial intelligence, but the Pope and a, the Pope that a puffer. Yeah, so so a someone posted pope? a picture of the Pope and a uh, you're getting me all messed up now. The Pope in a puffer jacket. The Pope in a puffer jacket. I'll hold it up for you so you can see it. It looks very sleek. It's nice and trim oh, in the look middle. At that, yeah. Very puffer. He's got a, a big silver cross on the outside, and people all commented on it, basically being like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know." They thought um, it was real. Yeah, they thought it was real. They were like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know the Pope dressed so well." Um, <laughs> and people. People are kind of coming to realize, oh my gosh, I'm not going to live in, like, I'm not going to survive in this next generation of, you know, social media <laughs> where people can post things like this. Well, what's going to happen? It's a very, it's a very good question because how will you know what's real and what's not real? Yeah. You know, you're going to have to really like be savvy to know what to look for or what not to look for. 
Yeah, but if if you're a social common media, sense, <laughs> if you're a social media person, like if you're like one of the Kardashians or something, you know, you have years of work that you've already have out there. All you gotta do is type into the AI. You know, if you're one of the Kardashians, you know, Chloe Kardashian beach, and it'll generate a photo from you know like your past years of all your photos. Now you got a new photo, and you can you can upload it, and no one will know. Imagine what it does to online dating. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm glad I'm no not No one right will now. look like <laughs> No one will look like the picture. Yeah, and if you're messaging them too with, you know, the the chat GPT thing, they can respond to you with like well thought out answers that took them, you know, 2 seconds to type into a bot. So, you know what would be a good idea? We talked about like a bullying hotline. They mm-hmm. ought to have like a chat GPT do the voice. So that cuz people were saying like if you call into the bullying hotline, they will recognize the voice. Yeah. So if you have like one a chat BT voice that you call in and all all of the calls are with the same voice. So like the person answering the, the phone? No, no, no. The, per- so the person call in other words, say like you're you're calling in saying you've been bullied. Mm-hmm. All right, you're a kid, you call in you've been bullied, but your voice like the chat GPT well, in other words, your voice will mm. go into a chat GPT so that if I'm playing the message back, it's all the same voice. It's all the chat GPT voice. Oh, so it has the same. It, you can't tell the cadence. You can't, you can't tell, tell the voice. Who anything. The voice is. Right. You can't tell who the voice is. You can only because it's given you like, you know, like um, <laughs> when when like government informants, you know, and they're going to testify in court and they slow them down, you know, kind of like that. Their names so, were changed to protect the innocent. Yeah, you have a chat GPT voice so that when you call, you're going to call the hotline and report a bullying, report an incident. It's the chat. It would probably, because people, it would make people feel they were more anonymous. Yeah. And wouldn't get discovered. Yeah, the only, and my only concern would then would be like how it changes the information. Like it's one, like it's one thing it to kind of. Because you're going to, it's going to, it's all it's going to do is translate what it's going to translate whatever voice you say, whatever you say it's going to say. Yeah. Right. It wouldn't be doing any thinking of its own. Whatever you say, it would, you know, it's just going to yeah. repeat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be pretty good. I mean, yeah. and maybe it's then it could also be like trained to give advice off help offer solutions, like temporary solutions to whoever's calling. Well, it can't, the problem is it, the only thing it could do, right? From my understanding of chat GPT, it only knows what happened. So yeah. if you're saying, you know, how do I solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Well, it's got the knowledge of how that problem has been solved in the past. It could give you that. It yeah. can't give you new solution. Yeah, but it can it can say, you know, oh, based on what you've told me, this situation feels like this. So my I would recommend now that you've told me this and we've alerted the proper people, this is what your next step should be. Right. Going back into the past. Yeah. But then again, you don't want to be suing the chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> it has no money. It's not gonna, you know, <laughs> it what? told you to what? <laughs> then the last thing it says is, what do I, but what do I, it should end it with, but what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> the Jersey chat I don't GPT. know. The, the Jersey Google yeah. just told me to start beating him up, and yeah. I don't know. I just started punching. You should do, you should do this. <laughs> but what do I know? <laughs> what else we got? Uh, Florida Man is coming to Netflix. Florida Man? Florida Man. <laughs> yes. The trailer came out. It's he was a, Net- a character, you know. Really? Yeah, real Florida man. Well, I was going to say Florida man in general has become like a 
just as like a concept has kind of become a viral sensation. Just if you look up online, like, mm. you know, no matter what date or whatever, just right now, whoever's listening, look up Florida man and you can, you'll probably find so many weird articles. I did it earlier just to like, you know, verify uh, for myself. And I found <laughs> Florida man slaps woman with pizza oh, and there's okay. his, 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 you know, mugshot and stuff. And it's did the pizza stuff. get a mugshot? <laughs> <laughs> it should if it's from Florida. Okay. Um, so that the it's going to be coming out uh, April thirteenth, and its executive uh, producer is Don. Oh, it's an Rock. actual show. It's real. No, it's coming. I wasn't kidding. Florida man. Florida man. See here, you, official trailer. Okay. Um, and it's a uh, executive producer is Donald Todd who uh, produced uh, This Is Us. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> There's a there's a rapid three one eighty. And you want Florida to, man to this is us. Do you want to know who the executive producer is? Who's the executive producer? It's Jason Bateman. Oh wow, Jason Bateman of uh, Ozark, and he's got the new movie coming out now about Air Jordans, uh, which my kids are fascinated by. Uh, the movie about how Air Jordans came to be. I one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. Steve Trevelis, uh, Florida man. Huh? All right, we got more headlines and treb lines. Uh, excuse me, uh, coming up, so don't go anywhere. Jersey Radio. Point five, ready to bring on spring. This is the last week you can win a free spring staycation at Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Listen at 9 a.m., 2 p.m., 5 p.m. for our secret code word. Enter it on our app to win your free spring staycation in Atlantic City. There's three winners every weekday, thanks to our sponsor, Ocean Casino Resort in Atlantic City. Bring on spring with your free spring staycation from New Jersey, 101.5. Steve uh, we were talking about the uh, things that would belong in the Museum of Failure. Those products they tried to shove down our throats that are no longer with us. Gene is in Hillsboro on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Gene. Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? Good. How about you, pal? All right. All right. So my nomination for the Museum of Failure would be a product from the 90s called The Club. <laughs> Man, you put it on your steering wheel, right, and you locked it? That's correct. And what thieves were doing, instead of trying to cut the club, they would just cut out a section of the steering wheel and boom, done. <laughs> <laughs> well, it seemed like a good idea at the time, right? At the time, I had one until I realized what they were doing. Yeah, did you, then you kept it in the back as a weapon instead. Uh, exactly, yeah, especially when I drove through Newark and stuff. Yeah, it was, uh, during the 90s, it was rough back then. Yeah, it's so peaceful now. <laughs> New Jersey 101.5, I like that, the club. Did you ever have a club? I they did. came in purple and different colors and stuff. I didn't have a club. I always thought it was illegal to stick things on your steering wheel, like stopped or not. No, you locked this lock the steering wheel, like they said. He just, like Gene said, they just. Oh, is it that crank thing that it's, it's, it's like, like a, a big club metal and it adjusts and it's got a key and you would open it and that. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of the boot that goes on the tire. Yeah, the boot's a different thing. Yeah, the boot is where they come and put it on your car and uh, they're taking it off unless you give them lots of money. <laughs> That's a whole other thing. I've seen videos of people that know how to take, like, the boots off and stuff. Whenever I see videos really? that are, like, you know, how to take the boot off or, like, like safety <laughs> the instructions. The YouTube generation. Yeah, the YouTube instructions. I'm always, like, you know, if someone wanted to use this against you, now they know what to look out for. Or, yeah. like, if it's, like, a protection thing for your house and, like, this is how you can keep people out of your house. Well, like, now the people that want to get into your house see this informational video about what you're doing to prevent them. Yeah, a gun pointed at the front door. This is a cannon. This is how you keep people out of your house. Exactly. All right, what else we got? 
Uh, in Nebraska, a coffee chain bakes the world's largest cake ball. Um, the world's largest what? Cake ball. For cake the, ball? For the 25th anniversary, they made an 848-pound cake ball. So what a cake ball... The cake is in the shape of a ball? Yeah, so the cake's in the shape of a ball. So it's just a big piece of cake that they mix with um, icing. 800 pounds <laughs> of big piece of cake? Yeah, and then they cover it with more icing and like the toppings, and it's a big ball of cake. Who blew out that candle? <laughs> I have no idea, but all I can think about is how, you know, for like several hours, like multiple <laughs> grown people just had to have their hands in there, you know, working it with the with whatever it is, trying to make it into this ball. More icing! Yeah, like... More icing! You know, Jerry's just had his hands in this for the last five hours. Who's hungry? Yummy! Yeah. <laughs> now go get the milk. How much milk do you have to drink? With We should get the milk concession next to this thing. Yeah. All right, what else? Uh, so, uh, Hillsboro comic, uh, Bonnie McFarlane, is getting her own TV oh, show. Oh, Bonnie! Yeah. Bonnie's cool. I know Bonnie. Yeah. Um, so Rich she, Voss is her husband. Really? The very funny Rich Voss. The very also funny. the very funny Bonnie. <laughs> yeah, Rich was one of the original Last Comic Standing guys. Uh, that's a, Is that a TV show? It, you never heard of NBC's Last Comic Standing? I, I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. Was it. A, it was a reality show. Yeah. dealt with comedy. And comedians would vie for the, you know, to be the last comic standing. Every week they'd do their bit, they'd get voted off the comic island or whatever, and uh, you get to be the last comic standing. Was it like Iron Chef? They had to come with like a new set every week and there'd be like a, a secret ingredient they had to include in their set? So <laughs> that I don't know, but I like that. Uh, I never watched it. I knew guys that were on it. I never liked yeah. it. I may have auditioned for it once. I think I did. I'm not sure. Uh, what other shows have you auditioned for? I think that was it. I think it was, it was one of those deals. It was, because it was, before, in fact, I ended up buying the club. It, at the time, <laughs> it was 2002. Mm -hmm. And I was just starting, I had an open call for, uh, at Rascals down in Cherry Hill. And it was, uh, my friend, come on, you got to do I can't do it. Now, come on, what do you got to lose? Just, it's free. Go try, go try. <laughs> so I went up there and, and you, you go into the room and it's pitch black and they turn on the camera. Okay, you got, give, give us your best 30 seconds. Oh, man. And you race through it and you, they don't get anywhere. Uh, the funny story is, yeah. A couple of years later, I ended up buying the club. <laughs> No, wait, the place um, that, that you yeah, were auditioning That at? place that was Rascals became <laughs> Sarcasm in Cherry Hill in the Crown Plaza. And that was my club for about five years. Who's laughing now? Well, not me because I'm not there anymore. <laughs> Very first comic in there won Dina Blizzard. And yeah. she rocked the place. Absolutely. As we will tomorrow night. Not New York. This has been the Steve Travely Show on demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or nj1015.com. New Jersey 101.